comment. So today's episode is The Three Faces of Emily. It is season two, episode 11, and guest stars, take it away. Three Faces of Emily aired December 31st, 1984. It was filmed eight of the 23 season two episodes, but it was shown 11th which I didn't know. The director was Ivan Dixon. This was the only episode of Scarecrow Mrs. King he directed, but he had a long history of directing in other series, including Magna P.I., Airwolf, A-Team, <laughs> The Greatest American Hero, Rockford Files, Wonder Woman, and The Waltons. He also directed one episode of The Rookies in 1975, uh, Someone Who Cares. <laughs> I don't remember that one in particular. He started acting as one of the few African Americans in the business, along with Bill Cosby and Greg Morris in the late 1950s on several TV shows. He was most known for playing radio technician Tinoli on all 142 episodes of Hogan's Heroes. You guys might know him from Hogan's Heroes. He passed away in 2008 from complications from kidney disease. The episode was written by Stephen Hatman, who also wrote three other season two episodes, including The Legend of Das Geisterschloss, Life of the Party, and Car Wars. He also wrote the teleplay for three others, including To Catch a Mongoose, Spiderweb, and You Only Die Twice. Additionally, he was the producer for 19 season two episodes, but not the three faces of Emily. He was also an accomplice producer of several other TV shows, including Spencer for Hire and Diagnosis Murder. The best known guest star of this episode is of course, Gene Stapleton, who we discussed with the episode of The Legend of Das Geisterschloss. She is of course the most well known for her roles in All in the Family and Archie Bunker's Place. I guess I'm a little surprised that this is the last Scarecrow Mrs. King episode she plays in. Sitsy Witsit was played by David Knapp, he started acting in 1961 on several TV shows until 2000, and he passed away in 2006 in L.A. The only trivia I have on him is he was a sixth-generation Californian. I'm not sure what that means unless he was part of the gold rush. His family was part of the gold rush, which would be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, Sykes, one of Sydney's soldiers, was played by Randy Brooks. He's best known for his role in the movie Reservoir Dogs and Colors, which you guys might know, 1992 and 1988. I love Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I was going to say, I need to look, look that movie back up. He also starred in several TV shows, most notably 37 episodes of The Young and the Restless. So either was a cop or he was a soap opera swoon guy. <laughs> I did watch something else, but I don't remember him. And he played Nathan Hastings on that show. <laughs> he also starred 20 episodes of The West Wing as Arthur Leeds. Additionally, played on Hunter, my favorite, Nash Bridges, and Judge Amy. The other soldier, Garrison, was played by Jeff Osterhage. He is best known for playing Vic Daniels on Dragnet, all 40, 47 episodes. He had various roles on Matlock, Simon & Simon, Moonlighting, Dukes of Hazard, and Knight Rider. His trademark, apparently, is a hairy chest. But we don't get to see that gross. in this episode. What a freaking trademark to have. Good lord. No, I guess if you need an goodness. <laughs> if you need a, an actor with a hairy chest, he's who you call. Gross. Oh my We're God. putting the net out. We're looking for hairy guys. <laughs> like Robin Williams Harry. <laughs> I, I think this is story. funny that they put that kind of stuff up there. I guess if, you know, a director someone's looking for... A particular actor. Like, is, oh, you know what we Christ. need? You know what yeah. this film's missing? A hairy chested man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Daniel McVicker played the agent with the linen photo in Amanda's house. And he has a small row here, but an interesting background. His hosted Miss Europe pageants. 
and is probably best known for playing Clark Garrison in 915 episodes of The Bold and the Beautiful. Wow. So he's definitely more in the swooning category. He goes on to have a role in Vigilante Mothers and plays the bartender in the play in all the world's a stage. So we'll see him again in a couple episodes. The agent building the false wall is played by Richard Campus. We see him again in two season four episodes, A Need to Know as a bartender and in The Khrushchev List as Squires. Do you guys remember him in that? No. I don't either. <laughs> so I'll just be looking for him again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's all the guest stars I had to talk about today. Nice. Interesting. I do agree, too, that I, when I was first watching the show, I thought that Emily would become a recurring character. Like, you mentioned that before, Jen, when you were talking about her, that you were surprised that um, she was only in two. I totally agree with that. I, I really thought she was going to become more of a, you know, like how TP ends up becoming. Yeah, especially because they really develop her character. Yeah. They start developing it in the relationships, yeah. and then she just kind of disappears. And it seemed, from stories and stuff, it seems like... Kate really liked her too. Like oh, okay. in the interviews I've seen and what Greg said that mm-hmm. they had, you know, lunch and things like that. It seemed like she really liked her. Yeah. So you would think she would it make it more surprising. Yeah, make her more of a known fixture there. Yep. But maybe it just didn't work out. Issue, yeah. Too. That's what I was saying. Maybe it just didn't work out. Yeah. Schedule. But I, I looked at her, her, what she did after this episode and she didn't do that much. Although she does live, or she did live in Manhattan, oh, so she probably, it was yeah. probably difficult to That'll do it. come out to L.A. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, as she got older, you don't want to, you know, yeah, move right. around so much and all that. Well, if she lived in Manhattan, it's possible she was doing theater work as well. Yep. True. Yeah, that might not have showed up on her list of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah cause she was uh, into theater. I do know that. She started in theater. Yeah. But yeah, I'm bummed not to see her again. It's kind of the yeah, last she was, one. She was so. sweet. I remember her from All in the Family. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Watchy! <laughs> and she had some, like, controversial roles on yeah. that show. She did. She was yeah. she was uh, attacked mm-hmm. on, on that uh, by some creeper. Yeah, which, you know, back was... in the 70s, it was, you yeah. know, tab- it was more tabloid. times for sure. Yeah. I, I, she was a great actress. In this episode, Lee and Amanda again join forces with British agent Lady Emily Farnsworth. While trying to prevent the Russians from getting their hands on U.S. and British fighter plane plans, we learn more about Emily's interesting theatrical and agency background. To start off, we have two scripts. We have the first draft dated September 7th, 1984, and then a final draft dated September 12th, uh, 1984. So they're within those five days, they were working their butts off because there's yep. a lot of changes in there. Some funny changes and some, yeah, I'm glad they changed that. And hmm. But not too many changes from the final draft to what we eventually okay. seen on, see on screen. Yeah, I only read the first draft. Yeah, so. which was fun. Yeah, and definitely. Long. Uh, Wasn't it long? It, it was. It seemed, it seemed like a really long one. Yeah, but sure. it was good. Yep. But yeah, there, a lot. there was there was enough that made it definitely seem like a first draft. Yeah, a lot of a lot of differences. Yeah. Like I was highlight, I was a highlighting tool yeah. on yep. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys read it? I read the first one. Okay, that's what I read the first. I thoroughly read the first one, and then I skimmed the second one just to see if there were any major differences, but mm-hmm. there really wasn't. So, yeah, you'll never guess, but the episode opens. With shots from DC. But it's at night. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's so at weird. Night. 
<laughs> and it looks a little different. <laughs> no, you do want to have some continuity uh, yeah. in that for sure. But it's just funny. I wonder where this was filmed, this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the exterior shot of the, oh, what's it called? Airplane hangar. No. That's what it says in the script, but. It looks like a water treatment totally plant or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does say airplane hangar. But I don't think. What about in the later draft? That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, okay. So in the later draft, it says exterior military industrial complex building. More realistic. Yeah, because it's definitely not an airplane hangar. Yep, I agree. They're definitely not there. They're, but it, I don't remember seeing this uh, this area before. Like in other shots. Or yeah, anything? they yeah. haven't used it before. Mm-hmm. You know, like they reused the baddie house and all that. Yeah. But, and then it looks like they're playing a video game. Totally. <laughs> We've come a long way, baby. In I know, of right? <laughs> some of these. Beep, beep. <laughs> For sure. These video plots. So there are a couple of scientists working um, away. It looks like, you know, it's definitely into the night. And by one of the one of the comments is, oh, shouldn't be too much longer, guys. So they're having to stick around while these guys do their, you know, finish up their work. Mm-hmm. And they're just about wrapped up. And they're like, yeah, we'll know more tomorrow. And they start shutting things down. And and they're like trying to get their stuff, you know, like at the end of the night, you're getting your stuff together. And then freaking frack decide to uh cancel the party yep. couldn't we have had like a dramatic wind tunnel death here or something like, in the movies because <laughs> they start talking about the wind tunnel and all this Gosh, stuff. Too much. <laughs> yeah i know i know it's totally unrealistic but not in our budget <laughs> not in our budget well it's just i mean it's like cold-blooded murder yeah. i mean that guy just Turns around and he's like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to put the silence around and then I'm going to shoot your guts, mm-hmm. you know? They, they were already leaving. They could have just let them leave. I mean, yeah. because because there would have been a record. I mean, if this is a top secret military place, there would have been a record of them entering the building at some point. So it's not like, you know, they would have been worried about them pointing the finger. Mm-hmm. They could have just taken it, what they needed, because they obviously didn't need anything about the scientists to be able to, to access anything. Right. Like their, their fingerprint or eye, whatever. Right. But it's I, just more dramatic yeah. this way. I, think. I assume that I assume that was the case that um, they were logged in or something. And when they shut down, they take that login stuff, you know, that they would need it, the computers and stuff logged in. But they but could just know. they could let them all go home and then no one would be there and then get their stuff and go. Right. Unless, oh, you're saying unless they needed to still be logged in as well i'm just thinking that they had security procedures then they you know shut everything down yeah maybe that's why they were waiting until they were shutting down that's a good point yeah yeah that's what i figured but i had the same thought like see i was like why did they have to kill yeah just seem needless yeah needless (laughs) killing like just yeah i mean obviously these guys are a little bit you know creepy in general like these two um and they're not they're not this isn't something they would normally obviously they're not uh well trained in all this you know they're they're military soldiers Mm -hmm. looking to make a quick buck yeah from a couple of dead chumps yeah the one's like good god Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like good god man yeah (laughs) good god man wait how did that guy get back to the he was standing up and now he's slumped over the thing. How did he get back there? Well, he landed perfectly, don't you see? Once he was shot, he just dragged himself over. But I think he was over in the other area, wasn't he? No, I thought he was. I thought that they. He, he shot stood him up. Right Can you rewind? I want to yeah, see. Sure. This seems. Yeah, I think he came back over and he was shutting stuff down or working on the computer. Yeah. He's right. He's not right, that close in front of it. Well, you just can't see. Because he. See, look. Oh, and then he's sitting down. He sits yeah. himself back down yeah. in the chair. 
Well, he wanted it was to a perfect shot in the chat so that when he puts it on his actor resume, he'd be like, yeah, you can see me right in. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've got like five minutes of screen time, you know, and then he's just laying there dead. His actor resume. When I die, I don't want to be crouched do down it? the floor. An actor resume? What is that called? Yeah. No, it's you're right. Like their bio. Yeah. They put like every little thing they did on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. long. He just got himself 20 seconds of extra screen time. So here we go. Who's the real winner? He may be dead, but damn, he's on screen. Look, Ma, there's the back of my head. <laughs> Don't I play a great dead guy, Mom? <laughs> so the one guy is saying, tell me again how much, like, like trying to get away from his guilt. Like, yeah. oh, you know, $100,000 a page. That'll make, that'll ease my guilt from killing these two men in cold blood. Right. <laughs> really, dude? perspective yeah so they start going through and and actually they're just taking pictures of pieces of paper so they exactly. really didn't they need, need they don't need access. to get in the system yeah nope. that's crap you you just yeah, killed two guys I for nothing put that stuff away somewhere but maybe not yeah i mean unless but it, it's not even like they're working on behalf of the russian soldiers because they're strictly selling it to them so in my mind i was thinking oh well maybe they were trying to prevent any like improvements because these are the key scientists working on it but they don't give a crap about that they're no, just, they just trying want to them. give the plans yeah. and make a quick buck exactly so it was just a needless senseless killing which yeah. is pretty violent for the show like they, right. they there is usually a motivation behind a death and this it was just senseless yeah yeah gratuitous yeah yeah there you go i'm shocked 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 <laughs> i say <laughs> my god man <laughs> And then we get a cute shot of the boys. They're mm-hmm. taking pictures. <laughs> it's so cute. So cute with his little camera. I know. So, okay, there's a lady that comes out behind Dottie, and then that guy that's driving the car, plus another one. Who are these people? Those are the Morrisons. The Morrisons? The Morrisons? Mm-hmm. But who are they? They're just people to get. Neighbors? Because, because you know why? No other kids. You know why, though? What? Oh, Be- because Dottie can't drive, and they needed the car. They need the car. I did pick up yeah. on that. Yeah, they yeah. need the car. Because originally, in the first script, mm-hmm. they have Dottie her, taking... It's just Dottie and the boys, yes. and they're taking the car. And then, and she, then she has to take... Agency yep. sedan. Exactly. Right. But, but like, why are they going with the Morrisons who have no kids? It's weird. There's, oh, like, there's, three, a boy there. there's like... No, that's... Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, there's a boy right there. There's there's right, that was Philip. No, that's not Philip. Oh, my gosh. You're right. You're right. Yeah, the boys are right with Amanda. You're right. I see it now. It makes so much more sense. Because when I watched it, I was like, who the frick are these three adults going with Dottie and the two boys on a trip? Really weird. But that makes sense. I see that there's a kid now. You're right. Correction. Correction. Question answered. (laughs) That seems like a lot of work just to use her car in that one scene. And it's an almost identical vehicle to Amanda's, too. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a cruiser, you know? It's so funny. Oh, and then, oh. Did you guys notice the the tennis racket is missing now? It's just the doll by itself. <laughs> no, Isn't I didn't. That weird. Yeah, but that doll is weird because it's just hanging there. I know, but at least it doesn't have a it doesn't have a racket next to it behind it yeah. this time. That was so weird. So she comes in back into the house. She's gotten rid of her kids, and she's like, "Ooh, burnt sand!" As she's looking at paint samples, mm-hmm. and I love it. <laughs> Lee's it like pops out of the refrigerator, yeah. and she's not even startled at all. Nope. She's like. Oh, you know, She's what are you doing? It's like coffee break. I like my coffee black, just not this black. We had a cup. We I told you this before. We had a, we had a coffee mug identical to that. That's so cute. And I was like, oh, it's a scarecrow mug. I can't believe you didn't keep it forever and ever. I know, right? You know what, though? What? I bet you if I went over to my mom's house, 
She would have it. She would probably still I'm have that damn thing. I'm surprised you haven't swiped it. I'm gonna have to look. I totally forgot about it. It's in the archives. It, you're. <laughs> oh my god. The so SM funny. cave. Sorry, I forgot. The SM yeah. cave. Yes, the cave. Okay, so we get. Um, I think this might be one of the last times we see her with the bandana. I hope so. I hate it. <laughs> I don't like the really thin one like that so much. I don't no, know. I did, but yeah. Um, I don't love it or hate it, I guess. I love her sarcasm. It comes across very sweet and um, helpful. She's very good at that. But it's not in any way, shape, or form being mm-hmm. sweet. She's being very sarcastic. She's like, oh, well, how about the morning paper? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something to eat. And he's like, no, no. And she's like, how about telling me well, how come you're here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See that cup? Yeah, that's cute. identical. She's also so natural. She's delivering those lines, you know, with her paint swatches and yeah. on the refrigerator and they're kind of moving with her hands the picture <laughs> yeah oh yeah when she she <laughs> touches the she um like uh um, moves the picture to straighten it out yeah. a little bit yeah it's so funny as if she, you know nonchalant you know exactly is that like a little indian do you see yes. the little indian girl i do the sad thing is you never see that indian girl on anything now because of the native American, you know which is i guess a good thing but at the same time i kind of miss some of that from my childhood i guess that that's like more a thanksgiving decoration or something mm-hmm. but you won't see that anymore nope definitely not with the little feather and yeah yep he's like uh came to ask i you need out. you mm-hmm. she's like you need right. me and he goes yeah i came to ask you out she goes <laughs> like anna and he goes a date yeah sort of she's like oh sort of so it's business mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes you know it's not pleasure Ugh, this whole scene. I know. It's... I like how they have to feed this. They have to always feed this, like, I know. <laughs> dating thing, or Ugh. I don't know why they're doing that. It's embarrassing. Yep. It I makes mean, me cringe a little it, bit. It made me cringe. And then he just, I mean, like, he really doesn't give her any time or day. So he's not, like, acknowledging the cringe. So then I don't feel as obligated to, to acknowledge the cringe. Really? And when it's a mutual, when he, like, realizes that she's being, like, awkward AF, that's when I feel it but if it's just her and like he doesn't pay any like attention to the fact that it's really really freaking awkward then i'm okay i can deal with it yeah 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 i actually agree i actually agree with that yeah uh i mean it makes me feel a little less cringe mm-hmm. but it still makes me oh yeah. like roll my eyes and yeah. cringe a little bit it's, direct- it's directed at the audience yep <laughs> Yeah. I wish they would stop saying pleasure. It's like, it's like so much. He's like, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. And I'm like, be quiet. Stop saying it. It's going to be very it's pleasurable. Find another word. I like the tie. I don't think it goes with his suit. Yeah. He could do better. Yeah. Not that, I mean, he could wear a paper bag and <laughs> I'd be good. So he's saying, if you go, there there might be a little surprise for you. She's like, well, if it's supposed to be, you know, if it's pleasurable, why aren't you taking one of your lady friends? Yeah. She's like, who is it? Uh, Margo. She's the current. And he goes, he goes, Margo and I aren't seeing each other anymore. And she goes, oh, well, you do go through them. <laughs> Ouch. Zinger. Especially since how she actually left him. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, now wait, she left me for an airline pilot. Like, it wasn't exactly. my fault. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Justified. In the script, before the kids left, right. Philip's like, yeah, the beach, Jamie. And you know what's in the ocean, don't you? And he goes into a version of the theme from Jaws. Da-dum, 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 da-dum. And he's like... Jamie's like, Mom, make him stop. She's like, just ask him who went screaming to shore when a little seaweed tickled his toes last summer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was cute. 
Yeah, it's very brothers, brother, yeah. you know, picking on each other. And then the mom going, oh, yeah, well, how mm-hmm. about you remember, you know, because I have to do that a lot with between right. my two boys. I'm like, well, you weren't any better, you know, at your age kind yeah. of thing. And then a little bit later, uh, Philip says, yeah, come on, mom, go with us. She's like, no, no, I'm staying here and working. Besides, all I need is a repeat of last year's disaster. And Dottie said, that was a rather nasty burn. And Jamie says, yeah, mom, your skin peeled off for a week. It was grody. Do you remember that, Miranda, grody, Jen? The word grody? Yes. Grody to the max. That's a cool word for a while. Yeah. And then... Amanda goes, there you have it. By staying home, I can avoid grodiness. And, and Dottie says, suit yourself, though house painting is, is about as grody as it gets, if you ask me. But I can relate as a mom. It is nice to have everybody leave and you can focus yes. on the one thing you need to get done. Yes, most definitely. And then getting back to the very scene that we're in right now that we're talking about when he says she took off with an airline pilot, Okay. He goes, there's a diplomatic reception tomorrow night at the British Embassy. It's kind of a thing where it looks better if I show up escorting someone. Amanda says, how flattering. She goes, sorry, I've got plans tomorrow night. He picks up the paint booklet. What, painting? You can't do that at night. Light's not good enough. Look, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but I can tell you if you come, you'll see an old friend of yours. So there we go. There we go. And then in the script, do you want to talk about the bag lady thing? Yeah. So um, instead of the scene um, that's in the episode where they go right to the party, in the script, there's actually an additional scene. So they call it the CDDC Street at night. And um, essentially what you see is, or what they're directing that you see is a bag lady who is a typical hobo looking person pushing around a a cart. And there's a guy that gets out of his car and he throws something into her wastebasket. And she says, get out of there, buster. This is my turf and my basket. And the guy says, easy lady. Okay, okay. It's all yours. And so he goes back to his car and she um, looks through her basket and she grabs a little piece of paper. So obviously it's meant to be a drop with um, important information on it. And then it is supposed to go to a different angle, specifically to a wino. (laughs) And he is described as wearing a filthy baseball cap on his head, a threadbare checkered shirt, baggy khaki green pants held up with a piece of rope and an overworked pair of loafers without soles. And it says, beside him is the obligatory paper bag and a bottle. So long story short, the beggar woman goes up to the wino and she says, got a swig for a friend? And slurring, he goes, sure, pull up a seat. And so Emily takes a swig and she goes, God, what is this stuff? And Lee, acting as the wino, says, 169 plus tax. And she says, can't beat that. And then they go in and say, (laughs) how'd you do? And... Lee says, nothing positive, but our friend spent half an hour checking out the place on the corner. So obviously they're tracking wits it. So I love at the end, <laughs> though, of this scene. Yeah. She's like, what time shall I expect you? He goes, around eight for the party. And he said, is that what you're going to wear tomorrow? Mm-hmm. She says, what's the matter? You don't like the way I look? And then Lee laughs. And then she turns and laughs. And she's got missing teeth because yeah. she's blacked him out and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is cute because she kind of does that in the end yeah. of this episode. And um Amanda's reaction to it is really yeah, it's cute, really too. cute. Yeah, very uh, innocent and sweet. Yeah. So that catches us up on the funny uh, differences in the script for at least for this part. And then comes the beautiful party. I love 
when they walk in. Yes. It's so. They look so good Every time I see it, it, I suck into my breath and I'm like, because they look so Yeah, it makes you think like, Lee, what the hell are you doing? You have this beautiful woman (laughs) on your arm and she cares about you and you're flitting around with all these floozies and like, look at this like cool drink of water. Like, get (laughs) your life together, sir. (laughs) Respectfully (laughs) submitted, Lexi (laughs) Fema. What they they presented was it the Emmys in the yes, outfit? Yes, yes. And it kind of looked like that, you know, just very elegant. Yeah, and, just very classy and mm-hmm. clean and not overdone and yep, so trying pretty. too hard. It's just very classy and pretty. Yeah. Between Amanda and Emily in this episode with the sparkly yeah. shimmers, like, good Lord, the camera lights must have just been all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, speaking of tall drink of water, you got the tall drink of water in his tux, which, mm-hmm. you know, can't get any better than that. Yep. So I was wondering, is this building the same one that was in the first time? When he's a waiter, the scene in the front. Oh yeah, because when they're outside, I think. Mm-hmm. Are you are you thinking the first one uh, from the first time, or are you thinking from Service Above and Beyond when she's on the balcony with James James Delano? Yeah, I was thinking about the first time, but there's that one as well. Yeah. But it looks like you know when they um, when he goes cut, down the steps, they show the outside of the building. It looks like when he's that night when they show him as a waiter, and then he goes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. It and could then be. It's chased by the Russians. It could so be. I, I need to look at it more closely. It definitely looks identical to the um, one from Service Above and Beyond with James Delano when he pulls her to him and they start um, kissing. Yeah, I think it definitely looks like that. And when we play it here, we'll have to look and see. And I can tell you if it looks. Uh, Jean looks really nice there. She yes. looks very lovely. I would lovely. Totally rock the hell out of that. Jacket. Yeah, it's so pretty. Oh, look at the other lady that has someone similar to it. <laughs> Amanda looks super excited to see her old friend. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the flower in the hair? I like it better than than the bandana, so I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I don't think it adds a whole lot, but it's fine. Yeah. I think it's a nice uh, like adornment, not jewelry. You know, yeah. like if she wasn't going to wear a lot of fancy jewelry, like those earrings she always wears and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that this is nice. And I also think it's kind of in keeping with the style of the dress just because it's so like flowy and flowy. It's kind of like beachy looking. And so she's got this flower that kind of complements it nicely. So I, I do like it with this That's outfit. Good point. I personally would not wear it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. But I think she I think she's able to pull it off. She rocks it. But then again, she's what do you got? Any guy, any of you guys hate it or love it or anything? I like it for the exact reasons Lexi said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it brings the dress in as like, you know, flow, you know, light and yeah. airy. And yeah. It's just like a different something different i like the airy mm-hmm. idea of it yeah i think that's a good point mm-hmm. i actually like emily's earrings here like the the mm-hmm. like drops yeah they're really not like really those. big but they're yep. they're still mm-hmm. substantial yep yeah that jacket's pretty uh blingy yeah look at that dimple i know so lee explains that you know she's lady emily farnsworth and amanda's just aghast she can't believe she was calling her plain just plain emily all this time and and emily's like well she in in the episode she was calling her mrs farnsworth yeah and in the script she was more informal calling her emily right which i would think that amanda would have called her emily because they they're, they're she did in in the legend one she was calling her emily yeah but she also called her mrs farnsworth you know she calls billy know, mr melrose still and formal yeah respectful like yeah not, it's not to it's always stuffy. her elders she yes. always refers to them as mr and mrs mm-hmm. she doesn't she calls francine francine yeah because she's younger right can you, you know? imagine her saying miss miss desmond, <laughs> <Ms>. desmond. <laughs> oh that would just come off really bitchy yes. <laughs> that's so funny 
So Emily married a lord, mm-hmm. Lord James Farnsworth, yep. and uh, they agree that they're they're old friends. So that's yep. very sweet. You can tell they're happy to see each other. It's so funny because uh, Emily just she plays this very soft, sweet lady, and then when she gets in agent mode, she's like very hard and yeah. quick and yeah. Isn't that one of the three faces though? Yeah, kind of cool. yeah, yeah. One of the many yeah. that she has, like you, the one you show to the world. That's like the Japanese three faces. The one you show to the world is her British exterior like yeah. agent. Mm-hmm. And then the one you show to your friends, she kind of reveals the it American. To yeah, the Amanda American. here is you know I'm from Santa Barbara. And, Tells her more about her past. And then the one you never show anyone, I assume, is her disguises. Right. That she likes to dress up and, you know, she does this other thing. So I thought that was actually a very clever title for this episode. For sure. props for that. For mm-hmm. sure. No, I like that. I like how uh, Lee's like, oh, Mandy, would you excuse us? And she's like, she's like, oh, that's what all this is about. <laughs> you two are on a case together. <laughs> she, he goes what can i say emily she just has this suspicious streak in her so she actually doesn't mind uh having to go mingle usually she's a little annoyed by it she, yeah <laughs> but it's so funny the lady coming up to her mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like from the social page and she's yeah. like thinking she's some fancy socialite that she needs to get uh deets from you know and mm-hmm. it's really <laughs> she's like oh i'm amanda king <laughs> Yeah. She goes, I'm from Arlington, Virginia. And she stops writing and she's like, oh, it was lovely talking to you, mm-hmm. Mrs. King. Is that Amanda's white top? I think it is. No. Yes, it is. What? <laughs> That's her white top from uh-uh. Weekend. I bet it is. On on somebody else? What am I missing here? Yeah, on the social the social uh, writer, the social page writer, the columnist. Columnist. Different, but. There, she wears two of them. They look, they're very similar, though. She wears two of them. Oh, because the gray, like, lines, I don't remember that. Get out of my shirt, lady! <laughs> I can't tell if she's being serious or she be sarcastic with the lady. Or no, she really she's... She, the information she she's thinks, from Yeah, team. she thinks the lady <laughs> is really interested in her. And she's like, um, if, no, it's Amanda King. And I'm from Arlington, Virginia. And she's like, oh, like, never mind. <laughs> right. You're just a plain person. I'm sure these images are burned on your brain, Tia. They really are. That's why I know. And, you know, you watch something so many times. You have to find, you have to start looking for the, the things. Something different. Well, just the things. You know, it's like a magician. You know, a magician's trying to get you to look over here when something's happening over here. So I look at the stuff that might be happening over here because I know what's happening on the screen, you know, like on the thing. Um, sorry, waiting for Kodorsky. Oh. I'm sorry. That was my bad. Waiting for Gondorsky, not. You might be right. Ah! Yeah, you're so right. Wait, I think it's a little different. There's two. There's two on the episode. She wears two different ones. Oh, okay. Well, here's one. Okay, no, not that one. The other one. Okay, let me find the picture of the other one. At the end. The end of the episode. Moral of the story, the sweater is very close, but the sleeves are different. Okay. Yep. And it's not a boat neck like that one, I think. I'm going to look because now maybe I'm getting my episodes confused or something. Maybe it's a different yeah. one because I swear I mean, she has it one does look similar. really similar except for the sleeves. Yeah. But they definitely have a lot of bling in this episode. They do. Yep. I like it. I like yeah. all this sparkly, shiny. Mm-hmm. Amanda wasn't just inspired. She's like, oh, I wore a shirt similar. Maybe I should do my hair like that. Oh. Oh. Yep. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. It's coming. It's coming it soon. Is. It is coming soon. 
about it. I know, right? <laughs> this is like um like a, a pint size, Amanda. Like a future version of her, you know, because she's so tiny. Like, she's look like how tall Kate is compared yeah. to this reporter. Mm-hmm. She's like, I remember the State Department, the Midwest. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Actually, I'm Amanda King. I'm a housewife. I have two small boys from Arlington, Virginia. She's so excited. The lady looks so disheartened, you know. She's like, wonderful talking to you, Mrs. King. I'm a spy on the side. Yeah, right? She was telling her everything. So then Witsit, who seems like a big smarmy Muck yep. is uh comes in for the kill. He he hears overhears that she's a housewife, and he's like, "Oh, perfect! This is perfect for my mule job that I have." You know, yeah. and he's like, "Is your husband about? Is Betty about?" Mm-hmm. We're divorced. That's what she said. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, Mrs. King, tell me, is it me or is it awfully warm in here?" Oh my gosh, really, dude. PSA: Do not go with older white men out to terraces with mustaches. With mustaches, and she's we've been drinking. Like the Dickens. Right. No. What is she thinking? She's just too sweet for her own good. I know. And she feels, she's like, oh no, are you okay? Can we just talk for a second? Her arms are so cut. It's ridiculous. She's probably paying a bunch of tennis at this point, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Like I, mine would be like, I'm looking like I'm waving at everybody (laughs) with the big arms and hers are like cut. Yes. That is the same terrace from Service Above and Beyond. Why is it guys are always looking through lenses at her, unbeknownst to her? Because creepers. They're weird. They're always creepers. Yeah, that's that. I don't know if that's the same one from the first time, but I, I, I would bet anything that one's from Service Above and Beyond. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the very first scene before the party. That's the one. Okay. That looks like the first time, not this scene with the patio. I mean, the balcony. Lee looks so yummy. <laughs> I feel like a creeper, but he does. And he's You're like, I, I am. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's like, don't you love it? He's like 200 people in this room and she finds wits it. <laughs> yeah. He found her to be fair. Yes. Thank you. He would uh-huh. never know that. Right. I like his look here where he's just like, I'm going to go figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, say, aren't you Jack Witsit? He's like, Sydney. Oh, that's right. Lee Stetson. I hate it when he acts like that. I know, that. too. He's so, like, he's just like a schmoozer. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. But he does it really well, but I don't like it. I yeah, because you know it's so disingenuous. Yeah, because you know? it's just not him. It's not his typical character. Right. But then it's also, like, remember in the last episode, how or not last episode, but the one that we just posted, where he was so mean to Amanda. Yeah. It's like, there's so many. Brunettes are in different sides of him and part of that i know is bruce uh, yeah how he's just able to portray it but Mm -hmm. yeah just very different i don't like the schmoozingly though yeah it's very good though it shows their partnership is really building because she's unbeknownst to her she's like you know she she picks up on it right away right that okay he's in this mode i'm supposed to play along kind of thing and and she she does it well yeah which in the script, I don't think she picks up on it as well. Well, I know there's always a need to know, but they could have filled her in a little right? bit more yeah. on this whole episode. <laughs> Jen, she was only supposed to be arm candy for him. And it was pleasure I just know. for her. I, I yeah. know. 
so in this in this in the episode they show her like actually taking an active role and and picking up the clues that lee is obviously you know she he's trying to get him to the cloakroom and witsit is is really reluctant to do so um but amanda's like oh no let's go it'll be fun like no problem let's go see these plans Whereas in the original script version, which I don't like as much, Lee says, I've got some out in the cloakroom, like meaning the plans or whatever, the, the, for the brochures. Yeah, the brochures, right? Thank you. And then Witsit goes, I suppose I could look. Come along, Amanda. Like he calls her like a freaking dog. So yeah. I like the switch for sure. Cause yeah. it, it, again, just because it does, her character it, it development. shows the, it yeah. shows their partnership yes. is developing and yep. she's picking up on his nuances of yes. being this guy who she doesn't recognize. You right. know, I mean, she, you know, she obviously knows he's playing a character yeah. and she picks up on it right away. And she's like encouraging mm-hmm. Witsit to do what Lee obviously wants him to do. Right. Yep. And thanks to her, he goes willingly instead yep. of, you know, blowing Lee off, mm-hmm. you know, or making it seem too forced. Right. He's like, I have a brochure. In my... And he gives her a look and and Lee looks at her and smiles. He's like, yeah, yeah. What's she saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, why not? In the cloakroom. Yes. Yes. That's the spirit. Ha ha ha. So cheesy. Yeah. And then I like how he takes the drink and he's like, okay, I'll just make this fizz up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which in the script original, the first draft, it's a syringe. Yeah. So wouldn't that yes. have been weird like to have to do? I'm much better like the, the Yeah, where he's tablet. giving it to himself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he chugs it down really fast too. Yeah, because she's like, what is this with all these syringes? And, mm-hmm. and he, he just happened to have a brochure, which is a good thing. Yep. He goes, it'll knock you out. <laughs> They're so clever. She's like, oh, he's fainted. It's like, no, Amanda. Mm-hmm. And then she screams because Emily comes out of the <laughs> of the coats. <laughs> I like the the teamwork between Emily and Lee. Yeah. It's very natural. Yep. You can see that they had an established history or yeah. they at least give that impression. Yes. Yeah. Which is, it's cool because it's an unlikely pairing again, like Amanda yeah. and Lee. It's even a more unlikely a pairing with mm-hmm. Emily, who's obviously older than yep. Lee. And a woman, and you know, right? I think it carries over from Legend of Dice Doctor's Block. I think that that felt the same way in that episode as well. I think it's carried yes. over well into this one. I would agree. But they worked together, right? Like early on in yeah. his career. Yeah, so. when he was a rookie. But I think it shows the quality of the actors, all three of them, that they can make it seem like they're all really good friends when they've hardly worked together. Yep. Yeah, they all have a really good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. It sure. flows really well. Point. So then we are in the limo, and Amanda's in the back seat with an unconscious Witsit, mm-hmm. and Emily's trying to, like... Pimper out a little bit, you know? Yeah. Talk about taking advantage of the opportunity. Like, she wasn't even supposed to be, like, in this deal. Yeah. And she's like, just, you know, love up on him a little bit. <laughs> put your arm around yeah. him, our friend Amanda. And she's like, huh? Put, put his head on your shoulder. <laughs> no, that's too close to the mustache. Thank you. No. Hard pass. The end. <laughs> but she does it. I mean, she's a trooper. Good yeah. for her. She's like, your arm, dear. Come on. <laughs> she's like, y- yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. Ugh. I know. She looks so uncomfortable, I know. too. Well, you and mean- then he smirks like, ha ha, sucker. He's like, wow, she actually listens to you, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> that look he gives her yeah. is funny. Look at that old camera. And she's like, okay. Oh, so gross. <laughs> and then she's taking pictures. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like it's from 1970s, yeah. like Playboy yeah. centerfold thing, you know? <laughs> Some young 18 year old yeah. girl not wanting. I'm smirking. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so he's on the CB talking to a still very permed yep. uh, 
Francine. With a really weird bandana. Yeah, she's wearing the bandana too. She caught the disease that Amanda yeah. had. <laughs> and uh, she's uh, in by candlelight. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's saying that, uh, you know, mobile delivery, um, which is them, uh, they need to abort. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, what do you mean abort? She goes, abort. A-B-O-R-T. <laughs> abort. <laughs> she said, the entire safe house quadrant is blacked out. We have no electricity. And he's like, great. He's like, contact Mother Hen. So Mother Hen apparently is Billy, <laughs> who just happens to be driving the limo, yeah. which he wasn't driving the limo in the script, right? the original script, but he mm-hmm. is uh, in here, which I like better. I like you better can actually too. see him in there and stuff. Yep. Yeah, together with the screen time, because otherwise Billy would have just been in like a random room by, him, by himself. Right. Himself. Yeah. Yeah, so make him part of it. That's kind of cool. And he's like, uh, he's like, nothing else is available for tonight. He goes, I can get you men and equipment this evening, but we need a location. And then <laughs> Emily and Lee both start looking at the man who's trying to get wits and off of her. <laughs> and he's like, Amanda. She's like, hmm, how long will your mother and the kids be gone? She's like, oh. <laughs> I love her looks. They're so genuine mm-hmm. and cute. It's a cute shot of the neighborhood that yeah. we were in, too, you know. So I know that they wanted to make it more relevant by using her house, but mm-hmm. they didn't really need to use her house, right? Or even a safe house. They could have just taken it back to the agency in a secret spot. Yeah, but they wanted to make sure that they could include Amanda, because otherwise Amanda would be out and done. They wouldn't need her to be part of this. Well, yeah, I know I did it for the show, but for the actual plot. Oh, like, well, I don't think they want to take him back to the eight. They probably don't want to risk taking him to the agency. Well, if he's drugged and they have, yeah. I'm sure they have fake Soviet rooms and agencies. Yeah, that would make sense. So maybe all the sounds and stuff. Yeah. Well, I was I, I was thinking about. It. I was like, well, why do they do that? And it ends up that it's a necessity because of she's the mule, but they don't know that until after the party and they right. take her back. So it's just a so plot really, moving really moves them. the plot along. I think. Yeah. No, I'm happy they did it. It's just I I think a real like agency would have just taken him back to some space in the agency and done it. Probably, and it would have been a lot more cost effective because they had to do redo her whole, you know. Well, it's more secure, and yeah, it's probably, probably funny what we find in like the FBI and different agencies. They probably have fake <laughs> probably what we've done in the past. Probably, I wouldn't doubt it, man. <laughs> so Lee walks Amanda to uh, her and Witsit to her house. So now. Poor Amanda. She, she's, of course, worried about it. She's like, my neighbors are going to think I brought a drunk man home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, it was a lovely evening. Mm-hmm. And then I love how she says it loud enough. So I know. Her neighbors are looking out. You know, they, <laughs> they see her being casual. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, if so, her neighbors will see her dating a very handsome man. No doubt, right? Because you know that brought attention to them. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, do they really expect us to believe that none of her neighbors are paying attention to this hot guy or bed <laughs> that's somehow parking somewhere in the neighborhood all the time? The, with a nice fancy car and yeah, yeah, and that he and he's like slinking around the neighborhood and around her backyard and exactly, yeah. we're yeah. talking suburbia here. Everybody's nosy, <laughs> probably. Well, right now they would be noticing a dark sedan uh watching amanda and lee Mm -hmm. and keeping a very close watch on the house so our bad guys that did the needless killing in the beginning of the episode are now 
staked out at Amanda's house because I think we missed this, but we didn't talk about it. But Witsit signaled these guys Mm -hmm. that Amanda was the mule. Right. That was when you were talking about her in the scope. Yeah. In the scope. Yeah. They were there. They were the ones with the scope. I didn't specifically point it out, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So now they're, you know, staked out at her house and unbeknownst to anybody. Yep. You'd think Although, they would pay how attention. the hell would Lee not have seen that giant like thing that he held up? You know, like yeah, that scope that thing. Lee yeah. Stetson would have would have seen it right. walking to the His car. His spidey senses yeah, go off. Yeah, for sure. Like you don't know when you're being watched. Highly doubt it. Right, especially with that giant thing. Like it's nighttime. You're walking that direction, and you wouldn't see someone with that giant thing mm-hmm. sticking out the car window. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah, what it, it was like a um, night vision. Yeah, yeah, like, telescope right, or it was a screen. Uh, yeah, call. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jen, you mentioned one of them shows up as the bartender. Is it the the one guy in the driver's seat? Is it the blonde? Yes, I think so. Okay, because it's not um, the other one's the young and the restless guy. Okay. Let me look back. So the black guy is from Young and the Restless? Actually, the, the one that ends up hanging the Lennon photo in her house. Oh, that's the Lennon. That's the one. The so Lennon. he's not a soldier. That's the oh, one that's okay. a bartender okay. in all, right. all the world's a stage. Gotcha. I remember he's a blonde-haired guy in the the bartender from All the World's a Stage. Yeah, he's coming uh, up here. He's a, unless he's, I'm getting him This is the hottie guy that runs the I'm, European pageants and is on Bold and the Beautiful. So Okay. You can take a look and see if he's that good okay. looking, but he's the one that's the bartender. Okay. I don't remember her having those lights on the front of her house like that. They're very prominent. Do you, <laughs> do you remember? I don't remember those. I don't remember all those like doorbells and mail knockers and all that either. Yeah. Like it looks like that is a printed screen with the door. Like they just opened up the door and then behind her is like a like a sheet. You know, like that doesn't look oh, real to me. It doesn't? No. It probably is, but it just doesn't look real to me. Yeah, I think it is, but... Because this was the house on Warner Boulevard. Right. Where they had... Which is why I'm kind of thinking it looks different, and we're not used to seeing it, just because it was the the house house. Yeah. So she goes inside, and then Witsit almost falls off the couch, and she catches him. She's like, oh, no! gives him whiplash so he's in the is he in the den i thought he was in the den yeah he's in the den because that's off the kit the, they just walk through the the living room with a pineapple couch okay so this is the one that's right off the front door yeah okay but in this episode there is no step down mm-hmm. right. and there's no step up to the to go into the kitchen and oh. to go back down there's none of that it's just flat oh, i didn't pick up on that yeah so he's like okay i'm gonna go start phase two and she's like Emily, what's phase two? Mm-hmm. Did I miss phase one? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Did yeah. I miss phase one? I realize all this must be terribly confusing to you. Well, it's just that, you know, I go to a lo- I go to a lovely party. It's a little confusing because, I mean, you know, I'm invited to this lovely party and I get a wonderful surprise. You're there and then this man collapses and then I, Emily. Where is your accent? Oh, well. Sometimes I drop it. You see, I'm an American. (laughs) You're an American? Yes, from Santa Barbara. You're kidding. Emily, please tell me what's going on here. Amanda, sometimes in our business, it's best not to know too much. But I do want you to know that we're all very grateful to you for letting us use your home. Ah, well, you're welcome, and you're right. I'm sorry, I... 
I shouldn't pry. Oh, no, no, of course, dear. Would you like a nice cup of tea? Oh, yes. Or I could make you some hot chocolate, or if you'd like a little warm milk, it'd be very relaxing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, what are they doing? Phase two. Who are they? Uh, they're with us. Don't worry. Oh, my drapes. Do you think this is going to upset her terribly? There's nothing to worry about. She'll go with the flow. Oh, my gosh. I'm afraid she's being swept away by the flow. That's so funny. Why are they spray painting on her window? So that the light doesn't come in. That's horrible. Like, neighbors, cover it. Cover it. Neighbors would it's totally see it. But cover it with black tape or something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't spray paint her poor windows. I'm trying to make it authentic. Okay, so the guy with the linen. Okay, he's dark hair, but he is good looking. He's tall, too. Mm, maybe he's not that good looking. No. <laughs> Hard different pass. angles well when you then you yeah. then you juxtaposition no, next to lee i mean how can you say anybody else is good looking right. <laughs> so they're totally redecorating her dining room uh in phase a two. yeah phase two you're right <laughs> we'll just call it phase two yep but they're really uh doing a number on it yeah they're they've turned it into what will become now the Soviet Union's embassy. Embassy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And then Witsit finally uh, comes to from his um, wild night. Yes. I love Emily in this. I She's know. so funny. Yeah. You can really see um, her acting. Yes. Come out. Yes. Yep. Her Russian accent mm-hmm. is hilarious. And she's even like the look, the like, the, the eye, and the, the mouth, and the, mouth the tight mouth. Yes. Yeah, totally. Drinks to disgusting excess. <laughs> she's just disgusted. Like just the most. And the boob she's got, yes. you know, she's she's got a big chest, and she's yep. Tatiana Fedorovna Romancheva. That's that's a mouthful. They changed her name. They had it just Romancheva in mm-hmm. the script. And then they cha- changed it. Yep. They changed it. They added to it. They, they added, added the, the Fedorova Fedorova part. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three names is much more impressive than two. Yes. Come on. Come on, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah. I thought they only did that with uh, what do they call it? Assassins. They yeah. Yeah. yeah the assassins. three names. Well, yeah. so he recognizes her name uh, that she's uh, the KGB uh, head of operation security and so they that was smart that they did that and and he's like and she adds and discipline right in his face (laughs) yeah yeah he's like where am i i love her 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 disgust Mm -hmm. form in the soviet embassy Mm -hmm. and then she's like tugging at her wig behind him so funny but in the script she's she uh like when he first woke up she went and grabbed a letter opener so when she was like all up in his face she had had the letter opener and was like threatening him wow with it, I which would have been part. which would have been pretty bold yeah she said um or the script said purposefully emily stands picking up a letter opener from the desk she marches over to wits it so he's she's, lucky she's threatening yeah yeah so she's saying even though you're in washington dc you're still on soviet soil being mm-hmm. in the embassy he's like but why She's why? Why? You ask me why? <laughs> this is a question I should ask you. Why, when you are finally given a task of tremendous importance, do you act so irresponsibly? So they're trying to let him think that he drank too much mm-hmm. and made a fool of himself and risked, you know, blowing up the entire operation. Mm-hmm. And that he's, you know, in, in a lot of deep crap so apparently they're telling him he passed out a a diplomatic reception he's like i don't remember too much about that (laughs) 
her stance and everything, how she walks, her gait. It's so like stodgy, like yeah, just, but like Eastern really, Eastern yeah. block rigid, yeah, like just rigid posture. And then they have the picture. He's like, yes, yes, that's Mrs. Mm-hmm. King, and I'm <laughs> smelling her underarm. Right. <laughs> and our Georgetown shirt. Is, ah, ah, ah. I'm wearing that shirt today. Aww. Are you? It's so comfy. It is. One of my faves. Oh, good. Lovelies. The Georgetown? Yes. So, yes, um, let's take a moment because Lee looks absolutely scrumptious. Wonderful jacket. That blue is divine. And the hand shot, not too shabby. He has beautiful hands. He has the gun showing with the watch near it. He just like looks yummy yeah. and that and that dimple. dimple oh so yummy <laughs> dimple dimples yes <sighs> dimples. she's like she's like where's emily he goes points behind her and she goes where's what's it and he goes there she goes she goes dining room gray walls picture of lennon he goes yeah she's like got it <laughs> so then she wants to make some tea and I mean, bless her heart, man. Her whole house has gotten torn up. Yeah. She's supposed to be she enjoying her weekend, right? Yes, and and painting yeah, and getting stuff done, and then they're all in there. I love how she slams down the thing in this episode. Did you guys notice that her stove for this episode is on the other side now? Oh no, I didn't. It I is didn't now. It's it's over there now instead of being on the other side. On the uh, every episode is always where Lee is. But they needed it to be on this side so that they could get this angle. Do you see it now, though? I see where it is. And yeah. it's not on that side normally. It's on the other is side. It normally? It's on the side where Leah is. Is it really? Yes. And she's on the other side now. And she's starting wow. this up on the other side now. That's Maybe funny. the agency staff is that good. They, they are like, really good. Yeah. stuff over there. Yes, I'm Move it back. Isn't that funny? So she like puts the pot down and it like screams or uh, crashes on there. And she's like, sorry. Oh, and we forgot to mention about at the party when she was at the party. She got there. She didn't have earrings on. And then she had earrings on. And then she didn't have earrings on. Did you guys see that? Oh, I didn't even notice. You didn't even notice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, that's because she was so dazzling. You didn't even notice. Yeah. But yeah, it goes from having them on to not having them on to Mm. having them on. I mean, even when we were talking about the flower in her hair, I didn't think she had any earrings on anyway. Cause I, 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 we were I focused on notice. the flower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then, then they were, then they show up again, and then they're, they're off. I yeah. Not even noticed. Wow. Yeah. It's funny. And then when she comes back in the house from the party, they're mm-hmm. on again. Hmm. Yeah. So they obviously her ears just needed a rest periodically. That's <laughs> or all. it was different filming days, and they forgot. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's more likely. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, she seemed to wear clip-ons, so those always pinched. Mm-hmm. My grandma always had those and i would borrow them and you know like wear yeah. them when i was little and they always pinch my ears yeah we get a great shot of her georgetown sweatshirt but the, you notice their shirt his shirt and her sweatshirt kind of match yep and then the, the other side of the wall uh emily's beating the tar out of uh Whitsit, you know trying to get him to talk and everything and she's pulling information from him you know she's like hey maybe you're working the boat you know both sides you're you're working with the americans and the you know and us and he's like no 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 i think her wig would have looked less fake if there were some gray strands in it because it totally just looks like she's wearing a wig which maybe he wouldn't care but she's she looks like an older lady wearing a wig which is exactly what she is you know i, I just feel like there should be some shots yeah of gray you know when it. you're in when his adrenaline's pumping and stuff yeah. he wouldn't notice that anyways yeah. and here's the thing though i had a teacher in grade school mm-hmm. who always wore a wig like always. really so you could always see under yes like you could always see underneath in the back Aww. like her regular hair like, I have no idea why, but she did. So 
Maybe she had alopecia or something. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe hmm. he thinks, it, maybe it doesn't even affect him. He thinks, oh, Or well, he's just yeah. a typical guy and probably didn't even notice. Probably didn't even notice. Hey, no yeah. attention whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. notice that, so. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't said anything. Yeah, me neither. Way to go, Lexi. No, well, kidding. here's the thing. I'm, I guess I'm pretty particular about hair. That's all. <laughs> I like that. She's like, do not presume to tell me what I can and cannot do. He's like, I, I've done everything. I've put it all in motion. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you're not running it. We are. Um, but he's giving them a lot of information. He's like, you know, it worked in, in uh, my jobs in Paris and Amsterdam. So they're like getting a lot more information than they probably even were expecting. Yep. She's like, go on, tell me. <laughs> So he's explaining that he's using an innocent intermediary. She's going to be the mule between me and the men who have the film. She's like, I see. So then she's planning that they'll just use Francine and get get her to set it up so that they can control the exchange between the bad guys and them. And Amanda's like, Emily? <laughs> so she has her give her some tea and she's drinking it so emily's telling her that she's just doing some play acting you know she's like if i can't act in the theater i act in the dining room and she's like didn't i ever tell you i studied acting at the royal Cal- academy of dramatic art lee just seems like <laughs> he's like really do we have to have all this chit chat it seems like an acting career or knowledge would be a good thing to have as a spy. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. They should all go to the Royal Academy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee obviously uses it here in a couple of uh, scenes. <laughs> Emily's filling them in that they're about the mule job. And she's like, you know, better get Francine ready. And he's like, I'm on it. And she's like, back to Russia. <laughs> and she leaves. <laughs> and I like this. Amanda says she's an amazing woman. And Lee says, yes, she is. So, of course, Amanda has to fill him in on where she's going. Yep. Which is a paint store on 6th Street, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Yep. And we actually, I got to actually got to go uh, drive by there and walk in front of oh, the, cool. the place. It's still there and it still has the the stone the fake stone on the uh-huh. outside of the building and everything is that in dc or no it's california? it's in california oh cool mm-hmm. neat yeah that's cool so she's going to the paint store because why because they have the best selection mm-hmm. but thank goodness she told him yeah wilson's on sixth street mm-hmm. he's like yeah i don't really care yeah just leave and be quiet <laughs> get out of your house yeah. uh something's quite wrong with that there Lee. and then he sighs and rolls his eyes and he says oh amanda mm-hmm. you know what mister yep he's just some, like, i'm about done lot, with you he's a lot to handle sometimes like just his attitude is yeah. like a whole other part of him this is why he's so good looking because if he wasn't that's right he would have been booted a long time ago yep. that house next door what's with all the stuff around is that ivy or something around the roof line so I, I think, think they were so. trying to do yeah. like lipstick on a pig sort of yeah, situation. It totally <laughs> does. It is a lot. It is. It really is. So this is in the actual, this is on Warner Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this house one is. So she takes off and then the bad guys follow after her. And again, this shows some growth, I think, for Amanda as well. That she's driving and it doesn't take her very long at all. And she realizes she's being followed. Which totally blew that stop sign though. (laughs) She did a little. She rolled it. Really hardcore rolled it. Like squeaked the brakes. This is like Taya style driving right now. <laughs> no wonder I appreciate oh, it. Harsh. Yeah, right? Not a, here's the thing. We left work. I left like five minutes before her because she was on the phone. And I'm like, you know, I better leave now because otherwise she's going to be waiting like 10 or 15 minutes for me to get there. And 
here we go halfway through the drive there comes Taya like basically coming up the shoulder trying to get over and I'm like there she is there she she waited until the last possible minute and I could see her in her car she's probably just going you're gonna let me fucking in or I'm gonna take out your car so anyway that's how she drives and I stand okay first of all I was not on the shoulder at all basically the lines were gone Taya the lines were gone they were not <laughs> information because it always <laughs> goes from four lanes to three at this one spot every day that you take and so you know you just it's and right. ladies i got here like 10 minutes before yeah, her so that's did. all i'm saying so I'm and saying. i left five minutes be- after five minutes after at least five <laughs> oh solid minutes God. yep so i just watch her yes she is well i'm sorry but you're supposed to do that if you look if you look they tell you that's what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to <laughs> you're supposed to zipper merge <laughs> It's true. The engineers, that's the concept the engineers created for that reason is it makes, it makes things go faster. Sure. I can't help but you're being goody two shoes back there. I say in the second there's there's no movement so it's all stopped yeah usually what happens is someone's that's not what it was designed for it's when it stops people don't use it how it's intended except for Taya and then I get shit for it (laughs) I'm just just saying that my comment that that is Taya style driving was completely (laughs) accurate and true that's my case respectfully submitted Lexi Pino mic drop (laughs) she really did drop the mic (laughs) that's funny Okay, getting back. <laughs> so now the bad guys were chasing Amanda, and now we're back to the house, uh, the Soviet embassy, I should say. Mm-hmm. And Emily is, you know, squeezing Witsit for more information. And he's explaining that, you know, they've already, he's already, you know, provided the mule to the bad guys. He's already, you know, um, established who that is. And it's the king woman. And she's like, oh, okay, we'll get a hold of her then. Um, and then she runs out because now she's freaked out because she's worried about Amanda because Amanda doesn't know that she is the mule. Okay. Wait, we missed. Okay, so in, in the first round of the interrogation that Emily does with Witsit, she seems to like be a little bit more intense. And she so she's using that letter opener. And the script direction is, for emphasis, she slams the point of the letter opener into the arm of Witsit's chair. So Mm. she's, like, really bold. She's really... Like, really just giving it to him, like, really intimidating him. Hmm. And then Amanda and Lee are talking outside the room before Emily had come out. And um, Lee's explaining to her the situation and why they're wanting to interview Witsit. And so Amanda says, so Witsit's the courier. And Lee says, yeah, doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure that out. Oh, that's right. And he's like... I Sorry, hated that. That didn't come out right. And it says Amanda accepts his left-handed apology. Do you think Emily can get him to talk? So, like, obviously, obviously, the script writer took that out or, you know, whatever. At or, some point. Or somebody made him take it somebody out. Somebody made him take it out because that's just rude. Like, Lee would never yes. say that to her. He would never. Like, sometimes he's really sassy to her, but he wouldn't make her feel like a total idiot like that. Right, right. Especially because he knows, at, especially at this point, that she's not. Right. Yep. Um, and speaking of the script, when she comes out and she's like, uh, Emily, he goes, dining room. She goes, Mr. Witsit, he goes, mm-hmm. dining room. She goes, Gray Walls, picture of Lennon. He's like, he points. Mm-hmm. And she goes, dining room. Is the rest of my house intact? I mean, the living room is not Peking or something, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like her uh, her sassiness yep. there a little bit. Yep. 
Very cute. And then the other thing before she leaves, uh, which we kind of already talked about, was um, her asking to borrow Lee's car to go to the the paint store. She just says, can I borrow your car? Mom and the kids have ours at the beach. Or I could call a cab. And he gives her his keys, and he says, no, no problem. Agency sedan. I parked it three doors down. So she never refers to her mom as mom, ever. Mother. She says mother. Mother. She never refers to her as mom. Right. Oh, oh, and then also, so Emily goes in the second time. This was so awkward. I laughed so hard. Maybe we want to cut this out because this is MKC after dark. And, um, okay, so Emily, blah, 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 talking to colleagues. And she says, to that end, I will, of course, arrange for your innocent innocent intermediary. Which it bolts up in his seat. No, you can't. She's already picked. I fingered her last night. <laughs> so anyway, how? And Emily goes, oh. And he goes, yes, the woman in the picture, Mrs. King. <laughs> Wow. So I was like, okay, On the what first happened date? in that limo oh. that we did not see? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I laughed so hard. Wow. What a dirty, dirty mind yep. you have. Yep. So, Stephen Hatman, you dirty bird. <laughs> you dirty, I found dirty that line that you wrote 34, <laughs> th- almost, I oh, know, 34 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yep. He meant it to be innocent. Uh-huh, I'm sure. <laughs> So before Emily even gets out of the uh, Soviet embassy, Mm -hmm. uh, Lee's already packing up and he's like, I heard Amanda's the mule. He's like on it too. He's not going to just send somebody to go help her. You know, Mm -hmm. he's got to do it too. Right. He's got to take care of it himself, which Mm -hmm. is nice. Which I'm glad. But he kind of... Emily starts freaking out, yeah. you know, and she's like, she doesn't know. And, he, and he's mm-hmm. like, Emily, you know, chill out, you know, like, get a hold of yourself, yeah. woman. <laughs> Smack, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we'll get her, you know. And she's like, I need my bag. Mm-hmm. In it's this, showtime again. In this episode, and I guess even more so when I was reading the script, I totally got Mary Poppins vibes, like, right here. Because she's like, I, I just need my bag. Everything that I need <laughs> is in my magic carpet bag. And I have the disguises. And they look like two totally, completely different people. All thanks to her magic bag. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Very, very okay, so see this building right here? Uh-huh. It's got the stone work and everything it? on it. Yeah. That's cool. So that's um, still there. And I think it's a carpet place now, mm. if I'm not mistaken. This is, that's kind of a risky proposition to have just an unnamed, unknown, and just deliver your stuff. Yep. Right? Isn't that come from a different plot, too? Haven't I heard that before? I, I'm asking, but, but yeah, it just seems risky for him to do it that way, but... I mean, Lee technically did that. That's how he brought her in. Yeah. Jen, that's how he that's got the first how, time. I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> I recognize that, but no, a more complicated story involving this. Maybe it's a fan fiction. Hmm. Maybe. But it seems risky. She smartly runs into the paint store. Yep. Where hopefully she, you'd think she'd be surrounded by people, but mm-hmm. nobody seems to be around, not even the shopkeeper. Again, if I were being chased in the car... I would go to the police station. No question. Like if I if I if yeah. I was being tailed, right. it's the middle of the day, mm-hmm. go to the police station. Like if you're I makes, know I, and sense. I get why they did it for plot devices. Right. And the script actually has something that I thought was um interesting. Um the way that they describe it, Amanda's being chased in the car and it says this is becoming every woman's private nightmare. Two unknown men relentlessly following. So true. That's Here's true. the so. thing though. Like mm-hmm. they didn't teach us that. Lexi to do that oh really so like yeah like I didn't I didn't hear anything about that until I was in college like that that was when that 
that was when I was told that that was the best thing to do if somebody was following you. I never would have thought of that prior to that. Yeah, I didn't have that speed back then. When I told my mom that, she was like, oh, I never really thought of that. Yeah. Like, like her generation had, you know, once they grew up alone, they never were told that type of thing. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm always I think thinking, it's a generational thing. like, how is this situation a danger to me? And what would I do in that situation if it were to turn bad? I think I'm just a, a panicking pansy from that, I guess. So like well, plus if she's, if she's panicking and just trying, I mean, she's probably not thinking. She's trying to get somewhere safe and she's going to the paint store. So right. it'd be like a logical, I just got to get there. And like yes, Lexi yeah. said, it's a plot device. Obviously, yeah. they need yeah. her to go there so that they know where to find her. Right. But yeah, yeah, it would be I mean, smart. It is a public place. So that, like that's what I was saying. Private, so. Right. It's Yeah, it's not like she's going down an alley or something, but... She's going where you would think there would be other people yeah. milling about and that no For one sure. would try anything. There's but enough of, of a realism aspect that it's not like a completely out of left field sort right. of thing. Because yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. she's never seen these guys before. Right. Right. We've seen them, mm-hmm. but she hasn't. Right. So she's, you know, they're coming out of left field for her of, you know, who who are these guys, you yeah. know, and yep. what, what do they want from me? And they look very scary. They do. Guy with the sunglasses on. And relentlessly pursuing her. Yeah. Like you can just, their, their car movements were dirty. Right. They're like splitting up in the aisles. They're not, they're not creepy. trying to hide it. Right. Right. Well, and if you're just a, another innocent woman that's being targeted as a mule, I'd hide till now and call the police. I wouldn't engage with these guys. Right. I don't know how they usually pull this off, but it seems a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not like she had a cell phone either that she could just call the police and say, like, hey, I'm being tailed. Right. <laughs> yeah, but even afterwards, mm-hmm. even afterwards, they make contact with her. Well, but I'm not going to there to intercept. That I just met in a cloakroom. I mean, I would just, I would just be like, forget it. I'm not do, doing this. There's no reason for her to participate in, right. you know, to be a mule for him. Right. If she was just a average person that they were targeting and not a spy yep one of the best scenes comes is coming up which i love Mm -hmm. so they're coming toward her and she's just as always being polite and smiling and and then emily and lee come in (laughs) and i'm sorry but lee is a delicious treat right here (laughs) english tart he is the cutest thing. I just want to squeeze him and put him in my pocket. Really? I swear to God, he's so cute. Is that just his hands? Yeah. He's just like, you know, like, mm-hmm. he's adorable. I love this character of him. It's so funny. And then Emily's a, a hoot, mm-hmm. a hoot in this with those big pearls and the yeah. big glasses. Yeah, just gaudy. And just as gaudy. Crap. Mm-hmm. I said I wanted to see all of your red samples. Mm-hmm. Everything's just so over... The entire over, spectrum. Overdrawn and just... <laughs> and then didn't you see Amanda in the back? Yep. And she's just like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these guys aren't even saying anything to her. Yep. I, that's not red. I want red. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, wrong department. Excuse me. So then Emily sees that one of the guys is going toward Amanda and she needs to keep him away. And she's like, oh, excuse me, sir. Um, I need your opinion. So then she gets isolates him away. The other guy's up at the front. And now Lee and Amanda can talk with his hair slicked back. It's so funny. It's like, could not be further and, plastered to his head. And the ascot and everything. It's just a hoot. I think yeah. it's a, it's just, it's hilarious. It's good improvisation because oh, for I mean, sure. he was wearing exactly what he was wearing. Yeah. She just threw on a scarf from her mm-hmm. magic bag, slicked his hair back and la-di-da. Good to go. <laughs> I love how he watches mm-hmm. it. Madam, this, this isn't good enough for the kettle. Right. <laughs> 
And so Lee tells her when they're alone for a second that he wants her to talk to, that he wants her to talk to uh, the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And they take her out back. This is there too. That whole fence area is still there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she's like, I see the hairy chest man. Holy crap. Oh my God. It is hairy. (laughs) It's like exploding from his shirt. It's all the way up to his neckline. Yeah, it is. That is gross yeah it's not yeah. so I told you. it's like two gross. inches thick man <laughs> i mean you could literally use your lawnmower on it and it probably wouldn't wait your what your lawnmower oh i <laughs> thought you said lenore i'm like no, who's no, lenore no. lawnmower i mean like that honestly there's probably some grass that my mom has mowed <laughs> that was shorter than his chest hair you know like that is really it's gross long. you can see why he's well known for it yes <laughs> you can and if See, I got it, they need a hairy chested man. They knew who knew who to call for Bigfoot or something. <laughs> then they wouldn't have to use all the like you know the fake hair. He could oh, probably make a wig with it. Hairy chest chested men. I love how he's like, now give your limey friend this. Five o'clock is the time you got that. She goes right, limey friend. Five o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm to give this to my limey friend. <laughs> they give her the envelope, mm-hmm. and then he's like, old wits has got himself a cute little runner there, and he's like touching her face yeah and she's like and i love it's so amanda she turns around and like slams into the thing and then gives a thumbs up to lee and emily (laughs) that's so funny so cute oh the kids are running same kids every Mm -hmm. time so this is this is that scene where we got from the bloopers where they put the cloak what amanda's got in her hand they put it over (laughs) it's so cute so the the instructions are that they bring $1.5 million and they gave the account number and it's uh, a telex code from Zurich, Switzerland. And it tells that they're at the corner of E and 10th Street and they have until 5 o'clock. So Emily then gets her her Russian outfit. So she's Tatiana again and she's going back in to talk to Witsit. And this is where it kind of they ramp it up a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, it they're gets playing around. right they're really they need to get all the information from witsit and they figure this is going to scare the bejesus out of him and and they'll get him to talk a little bit more so he says the two american uh the two american servicemen have you know uh, made contact they require a million and a half dollars he's like you know all right well then deposit the money and let's go and you'll get Felka wing. And she's like, uh, how do they confirm the deposit? And he's like, by a prearranged code word. She goes, which is? He goes, which is my leverage? Only the soldiers and I know the deposit code. So he's trying to turn the tables on her and mm-hmm. get more control of this. And she's right. like, oh, those are, you, you know, that's what you think, huh? She goes, I am to release you. Go about your own business. She goes, let's, you know, let's talk about what you, you know, what you've done already on your own. Right. So then she signals to, she's got the letter opener in her hand. Yeah, she does. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah. She picks up the phone and calls uh, a comrade to bring him in. And they bring in Lee Stetson. Dun, dun, dun. And, and same outfit from last night. Right. Good yeah. Detail. Which is very smart. They mm-hmm. had to, had him change. And he's very belligerent. <laughs> he's like, she goes, do you recognize him? He goes, yeah, vaguely. He was at the reception. Uh, some filmmaker. She goes, his name is Lee Stetson. He is an American agent. He's like, uh-oh. <laughs> he's been trailing you ever since you arrived. We intercepted him. <laughs> she gave him all oh, that look yeah, she gave. so derisive. Like, yeah. you, you idiot. Oh, so in the script, did you see that? 
he when she's like you know have you been comfortable here mr stetson he, he smiles briefly then his expression expression changing he spits at her yeah <laughs> bold i'm glad they took that out that's kind of gross mm-hmm. but i like that better he goes go to hell right it's much more what lee would actually do yeah yeah it totally is with that attitude mm-hmm. and do you see what he's doing with his hands he's like playing with his hands like no i didn't yeah he's playing with his fingers he's like you know like nervous kind of twitch thing yeah it's very good acting hmm. on his part so then he gets all cocky and everything and then all of a sudden the guy takes the gun mm-hmm. <laughs> and and wits it's like oh crap and lee, lee kind of flinches mm-hmm. and then he shoots him there's no hole though that's what i don't like about this yeah. and I, I know they couldn't make it but there's look there's blood coming yeah. but there's no hole there wouldn't that guy see that you'd think he's too freaked out he, i know started. yeah his adrenaline's going and all that yeah yeah and then there's he's like they, they they do have it going from the back too though mm-hmm. that which was good they didn't have it just going in the front right but again no hole so mm-hmm. and then they drag him out and there's blood like dripping on the ground and yeah. everything still looks like smeared kool-aid but yeah more it's more effect than they would usually do right so i thought it was cool now in the script this is really cute mm-hmm. in the script when the guys drag those guards drag them out lee goes mm-hmm. so long guys thanks and alex one of the guards goes anytime lee they wave and exit out the back doors amanda comes flying into the room anxious lee i heard a loud bang like a and then Lee turns to face her and she sees a huge stain on this shirt. She goes, oh, my God. And he says, no, no, Amanda, it's not what you think. She rushes to him and puts an arm around him to assist him over to a chair. As they walk, Lee continues, I could use your help, though. She goes, anything, a doctor, a compress. <laughs> he sits down and grins up at her. He goes, no, I need to know how, um, how do you get red dye out of a white shirt? She looks at him, suspic- uh, suspicion creeping into her face. She goes, red dye? Mm-hmm. That was cute. I like that. I think that would have been cute. Yeah. To you know, to be filmed, yeah. it wouldn't have taken much either. Mm-hmm. I like that better than what we got. But they probably. I mean, like this episode's already forty-seven. Minutes, I know. So they true. had to cut it. I know, point. but it's... but at the same time, like this episode was so great, I wouldn't have minded if it went a little longer. right. But they had to fit the ad in. I guess. Oh God. <sighs> Damn ads. Yep. So Witsit's um, kind of gulping now. I think he's thinking twice about, you know, giving any attitude. Mm-hmm. And Amanda is now in her kitchen soaking the uh, fronted shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and Emily is kind of back into her normal garb. And she's, uh, you know, they get a finally get a chance to talk, I think. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I've been meaning to ask you. She's, she's like, how did a sweet, nice woman like you who trained for the theater get involved in intelligence business? She was very much like you, accidentally. It is cute. I mean, it is true. Back, I mean, very similar, probably, you know, circumstances. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, you're not expecting to be, and then you do, and then you're kind of excited about the yeah. the danger and intrigue and, mm-hmm. you know, all that spy stuff. Yeah. So then she says she had given up acting. The foreign office needed someone above suspicion to carry a message from Cairo to Gibraltar. And, and then Amanda's like, you got the job. She goes, well, I got the message through and was hooked. I came back to Cairo and told poor James that I was going to London for formal operative training. She goes, and here you are still going strong. It's sweet. It's a nice little, you know, it's a nice little uh, exchange between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Heartfelt, you know. Yep. And then Emily's like, hey, you know, I need to ask you a favor. It's going to, you know, you, we need you to, to uh, you know, meet with those men again at the, at the store. She's like, I'll do it. She's like, you're a very courageous young woman. I'd be like, if you call me young, I'll do whatever you ask. 
Mm-hmm. And she said uh, that she's doing it for the, their two countries. And mm-hmm. she's like, and for you. Yeah. You could tell Amanda really likes Emily and mm-hmm. wants to do whatever she can to help yeah. her rather yeah. than, you know, not just the countries. Yeah. Which is different from how it went down in the script. It was a little yeah. bit more of the yeah. sob story. Not sob story, but, you know. Anyway, I'll, I'll just say it. So um, Emily says that she got it sort of accidentally, the job that is. And um, she explains the situation very similarly. They needed someone above suspicion to take it to um, the embassy. And Amanda says, and you got elected. And Emily says, had to beg for the job, actually. I was tired of hosting teas, fanning myself on the veranda. <laughs> I guess I saw carrying the message as some, something out of Kipling, Kim's great game and all that. Anyway, a little incident occurred on the way, which I'm still proud to say I cleverly manipulated my way out of, and the message got through. Amanda says, what then? Oh, I was hooked. I returned to Cairo and browbeat poor James into allowing me to go to London for formal operative training. And Amanda says, and you've been at it for over 30 years. Emily says, I've had my successes, a touch of sadness, and my failures too. Amanda says, come now. Why, to hear Lee tell it, the opposition has never gotten the better of you. And Emily says, that's Lee, always giving me good press. He knows, though, as every good agent does, that things can go terribly wrong out in the field. And so um, Amanda asks, what is it, Emily? Emily says, just rethinking one of the failures six months ago, I had in an operation in Greece. Through an unforeseen factor, something no amount of planning could have prevented, the case fell apart. It was a complete fiasco. I can't seem to stop rehashing it. Amanda says, but you said it couldn't have been prevented. Emily says, and it couldn't have. Yet the blame must fall somewhere, and of course it falls to the one in charge. Amanda, I'm certainly not the youngest agent MI6 has got. My age, the recent failure in Greece, well, I started to hear some vague rumors about my retirement. Amanda says, no, you can't. I don't want to, you know that, but it may be out of my hands. Amanda says, look, you're on Falcon Wing now. When you solve this, you'll be back in everyone's good graces. And Emily snaps out of her mood and says, yes, Falcon Wing. Everything rests on Falcon Wing. I've been avoiding this, Amanda, but I'm afraid I must ask you a great favor. So it seems um, like in the script they tried to almost make it seem like Emily was guilting Amanda into it versus in the sh- the show it was more so that Amanda was like helping out a friend. Like she wasn't right. doing it out of guilt. She was just doing it because, you know, she was asked by her friend. So I, I also think it was they were probably trying to build more backstory for Emily yeah. but like you said unfortunately there was only 47 minutes and they yeah. had to pack it all in there right so they couldn't do all that mm-hmm. but but I also like how they didn't like make it seem like Emily. manipulator yeah yeah right 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 mm-hmm. yeah. well I mean she's um, Amanda's doing it on her own because she wants to help her friend yeah and regardless of her sad story she's mm-hmm. you know willing to help her regardless exactly. you know like not there's not a specific reason just that you know, Amanda she was asked, asked to help, and that's the type of person that Amanda is. Right. Yeah. A friend needs help, and you're there. The, I don't think it was necessary to make it seem like Emily was down on her luck either. Like, just let her have, you know, her good career that she's had and leave it at that, which they did in the episode, and I'm glad yeah. that they did that. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're not, the audience isn't left feeling sorry for her. Yes, you know, right. that she's a hard agent and, mm-hmm. you know, doing a great job. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Plus, I think Amanda would have helped anyway, even if Lee asked her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, obviously she has in the past. She's, right. you know, put her plans aside and... She steps up. Yeah, she's, she's obviously not getting any painting done this right. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I think she likes it. Yeah. <laughs> Although, honestly, as much as I hate painting, I would pretty much do anything to get out of painting. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, she played her cards right. She probably could have gotten the agency to paint Jamie's bedroom for her, too. Yep. Been like, you know, yeah. you guys ruined it, so I couldn't do this. So I think you guys should do this mm-hmm. for me. 
<laughs> You're going to buy the same thing anyway with one extra. <laughs> right. I love this. This scene, Amanda's like looking, she's like, a pool hall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, they'll hand you a roll of film that when you, then you get out of there. And this is the funniest and most Amanda thing ever. She goes, right, okay. She goes, and you'll be right here. And they're like, yes. And then she sees a piece of uh, junk uh, paper, like trash mm-hmm. on the ground. She picks it up and throws it in the trash. Yeah. And then Lee gives that look like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me, you Pollyanna? <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. And then she goes down to the hot shot pool hall. Yep. And goes in and our two like creepy friends are there. And it's all, it's just her. She's all quiet in there. She's like, hello. And then out pop two creepy guys. They startle her. Gun cocks and Amanda gasps. And then from behind her, the other guy comes out. The one guy uh, in the flannel is definitely a little meaner and gruffer with her. Yep. The other guy seems to want to date her. I don't think he wants to date her, KF. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm trying to be uh-huh. clean here, Lexi. Nope. Uh, let's dirty it up. He totally wants to <laughs> let's fuck her dirty really it. bad. <laughs> let's dirty it up he definitely wants to um have a good time with her (laughs) and the other guy is just all about the money yeah like you can tell he's he's very greedy give me the money yeah he's a very greedy guy (laughs) well in real life it's opposite because the flannel guy is the young and the restless soap opera guy oh yeah okay so he's more the um love Bodie, you know yeah but now he's playing the gruff police officer yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean not police officer but bad guy bad guy or police officer but look at look at that guy. Look at how he's not looking at Amanda's face. He's like looking at her body and checking her out. He's yeah. like totally uh, into her. Yep. Hairy chest. Yeah, yep. the hairy chest guy. He's like, now have a seat, a seat, and puts sits her down there. He goes, now I think we have to have a little talk. And he's like, eh. she gave the code word, silver lining. Yep. And she's like, I was told when I gave you the code, you would give me a little package and then I would leave. She's like, I, I just want to get out of here. That's what somebody say you could talk. She goes, no, then zip it up. He goes, you go make the talk. I'll, I'll keep sweet cheeks here company. So gross. <laughs> oh, he's so creepy. See cute, sweet. We have no reason to trust your pal Witsit. And she's like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh no, he'll, he goes, maybe he's just trying to take two bow hunks. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Like what is they're like unskilled laborers mm-hmm. oh okay i've never heard that it kind of means like you're unskilled mm. okay she's like i really believe mr witsit will be true to his word <laughs> yes he's a real prince i'm sure but just in case we picked a bank with a 24-hour service desk so we're gonna find out in a minute so they've got it set up where any call coming out of this pool hall is being rerouted to the agency right where we have Miss Lovely Francine Desmond, who speaks a ton of different languages, mm-hmm. which uh, Martha actually does, and uh, has Ugh. them pretend. Okay, this is so <laughs> uncomfortable. Yes. He's like, look at him looking at her. And her I know. Camera. She's like, you guys, this actor is too into it. Get me out of here. Yeah, make he, sure you he like at this. this is I totally perfect. will. He's yeah. scr- he's like getting down, and she's like trying to scooch over and ignore him, and she's like, "Oh, geez." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Amanda. Yeah, it is nice that it makes her desirable to other people. You know mm-hmm. that. Like, or yeah. I don't think I'd want to be desirable to that guy, no. Jen. Yeah, it's a little too far. Okay. Uh, the bow is so horrible. Cute. It's horrible. It's so cute and like youthful and just like adorable. I love this outfit. I know it's like a little much, but at it's the same lot. time, it's 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 so cute. It's uh, so freaking cute. All that pink with her blonde perm hair. It's adorable. 
I am sure I'm going to be the only one. I have to say you. it's 80s too. Love it. Okay, but do you guys see what's on her desk? The nail stuff. The nail stuff. She's got um, fingernail polish remover, Mm -hmm. which is glass bottle. Yep. Oh, yeah. Look at that. And then nail nail polish. Yep. (laughs) Some spy she, she is. Mm-hmm. She's doing her like nails. She's waiting by the phone for hours for this. You know. It's so funny that they would actually have it, though, at the office, you know? Yeah. So she's in a French accent, and she's like, hello? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mais oui? So she's pretending to be the bank in Zurich, yep. and he's giving her the, the, the account numbers, so now they can, like, freeze those and get all the, you know, the money from that. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. And so he... I don't understand why he's saying, I just need to know if it's between one and two million dollars. Because the whole time they've been asking for 1.5 million. Why yeah. not just say that? Yeah. Is the deposit. I mean, it could be one million and he could be shorting him a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Seems weird. So yeah, I don't know. He gives her the account number. She puts him on hold for a second to verify it. And then she comes back and she's like, you know, yeah, it's what it's within that range you told us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you she, I bet. Do you see how it, um, she put it on hold and then she looked like she was going to grab something from, I bet you she was going to grab her nail polish and like, yeah, that's probably why they had it sitting there. Well, that's what it said in the script that she filed her nail. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably why they had it sitting there. Yeah. She and carefully then... places the phone down and picks up her nail file, taking okay. this opportunity to smooth out a rough spot on her pinky. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's, I don't remember reading that part. Yeah. And, uh, so then she's got him on hold. Well, <laughs> While she's busy doing that, the other guy is blowing in Amanda's ear and then nibbling on her shoulder. And Amanda's like, ah, she goes, he goes, you're a fine looking gal. And he goes, she goes, oh, thank you so much. And in the script, did you see where it said, and it says in parentheses, what does one say? And it says, uh, thank you. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, uh. So then uh, Francine comes back on and she's like, hello, monsieur. We, oui, yes, the account shows the balance that you indicated as of this afternoon. He's all about money. See, that's all he mm-hmm. cares. Au revoir. You yuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the script too. That was uh-huh. funny. Uh, and Amanda's still pawing this guy off, man. Yeah. He's like, give her the film. And she puts out her hand and he's like, wait a minute. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, no, please. <laughs> like, I had it. Get I was, me out I was here. almost there. Yeah. So then Harry guy gets greedy now too and he's right. like hey why don't we sell this a couple of times we already got the money what we got here is gold what are you talking about well, the russians money's already in place they can't take it back i wonder what the libyans pay for something like that you mean sell it again yeah maybe two three more times we're talking big money here sykes big money excuse me but that's dishonest and i don't think the russians would like that very much but i told you to shut up oh huh? you did and i'm sorry and i probably should but i just thought that i should point out it might not be a good idea to double cross the russians they're russian so then lee and emily are getting a little antsy outside because it's taking so long so they're getting a little worried about amanda's well-being thank mm-hmm. goodness somebody should and emily's got a plan and she needs five minutes and then lee's gonna go call billy and fill him in so Emily's gathering some things so that she can have yet another disguise, which this is a really good one, mm-hmm. I think. Which he doesn't even go to call Billy in the script. Um, Emily says, give me five minutes. I can pick my way into the pool hall from the back. How will you go in? And Lee says, from above, through the skylight. I'll tell Billy to move in when he sees Amanda. But like he goes through the skylight instead yeah. of just busting through the door. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how expensive that would have been? Oh, yeah. Like well, I see why they took it out. Yeah. But like, goddamn, that would have yeah. been really expensive. Yeah. 
And also, it's a pool hall in the basement, and they had to go downstairs, right. too. That probably yeah. factored into yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, he came in the back, and and then uh, Emily comes down brilliantly. She kind of reminds me of, you guys remember Carol Burnett, um, when she had that character where she would come in with the cleaning stuff? Yeah. And she had that little hat on and everything, and it was oblivious to everybody else. It's kind of reminding me of that. So they hear a bucket rattling, and, and Emily's got a bucket and mop, and she's coming down, and, and the guy's like, get rid of her. He's like, excuse me, lady, we don't need any cleaning around here. She goes, I don't clean, I don't get paid. <laughs> so many more than three faces of Emily in this I episode. know, right? Now, Amanda's getting manhandled by that guy. So while Emily takes care of the one, one guy with her mop, Lee goes at the other guy with a... Uh, did you see him fall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Lee goes after him with a chair, but then he jumps over the bench and he falls right on his ass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's not him, but now they're fighting with the, in the with the pool ball with the pool sticks. I mean, like they're really like brawling. Yeah, like they're really brawling. Mm-hmm. That has to be somewhat of a fun job. I think I would like that. Yeah, for sure. But still, at the same time, yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Doing the stunts? Yeah. Yeah, I would love it too. Yeah, it'd be fun. If you knew what you're doing, yeah. you know. So Emily starts getting, uh, you know, losing her edge on the other guy. Mm-hmm. And Amanda sees that. So she picks up the, the ball mm-hmm. and chucks it at the other guy's back mm-hmm. and hits him square in the back. And Emily was able to hit the uh, mop stick to the light and knock him out. Yep. But did you notice... She threw the orange number one ball at him. Okay. Okay. Threw it at him. With a great arm, by the way. With a great arm, right in the middle of his back. And then when they went back to her after, that ball's back on on the table. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that. Isn't that funny? And then Lee starts losing his edge on his guy, and the guy starts running up the stairs. So Lee sees that he's heading up the stairs, so he takes his broken cue stick and throws it at his feet, and it tangles him up, and he falls back down. Then, of course, once they all have their people, Billy comes in, mm-hmm. <laughs> as always. Yeah, what is with that? Yeah, it's so funny. So now they're back at Amanda's, and she can't figure out why they're, you know, why they aren't finished. They have the two guys. They have Falcon Wing. You know, why can't they just, you know, close it up? Right. And they're saying, you know, that Emily and Lee are like, no, we could wrap it all up now, but that would be too easy. They need to make sure that Witsit is, you know, caught as well. And and she informs Witsit that Mrs. King has the film and the two thieves are paid off. And all that remains is for you to earn your money. He's like, all right, let's go. You know, he's he's been waiting around in that room for days now, it seems. And uh, he said that there's a liquor store on E and 10th and uh, it's a bad neighborhood, few customers. And she's like, I approve. I will see that she is there within the hour. After you meet her, you will proceed to Dulles Airport for your trip home. So now he's going to go back to Moscow is what he's thinking. And you will collect your retirement money. (laughs) Her looks are just of that disgust, you know? Yep. He's like, see, it works. She goes, for that, you may count yourself lucky. So she puts a blindfold on him because now she's got to walk him out uh, of the embassy, the rear of the embassy, and they have to pass through some very high secure area, security areas. Yes, yeah, like Amanda's kitchen. <laughs> I will escort you. She's like, and then she picks up his hand like, ugh. Mm-hmm. So Billy is now the store owner. I've been in there. It's a, actually, it's a telephone, uh, like a mobile telephone place now. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it looks very different than that. So Amanda walks in and meets Witsit. 
And then you see some people, like some bums in the background. Yep. And uh, Amanda pulls out, goes to pull out the film to give it to him. And somebody comes in with a, a, a ski mask on and the gun. And he tells everybody it's a stick up. He's like, oh, Billy goes, oh, man, this is the third time this month. So he comes out and gives him the money. And then he's like, I want your wallet to Witsit. And he gives it to him. And the lady's purse. And Witsit's like, no, there's nothing in there. Purse, but some film. It's of no value. And the gunman hits him in the hand. And he's yeah. like, ow! <laughs> and then the gunman gunman leaves. Who has like a Russian accent as well, by the way. Mm. So Witsit's like, well, aren't you going after him? And then Billy pulls out his gun and he says, I've got what I want. And then a creepy looking Lee comes up. And he's got this awful wig and and beard and everything. And Amanda goes and touches his beard. And she's like, ew. (laughs) And then (laughs) Emily pops out (laughs) with missing teeth. (laughs) She goes, oh, my gosh. And Kate's reaction is a little fake here, Mm -hmm. but it's cute. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't expecting it, I mean, she, like, if a normal person even came up and came up that close to me. Yeah, it would make me uh, It would make me startled, for sure. But then she's like, oh, you kind of look on her. (laughs) He goes, well, partner, we pulled it off. And she goes, right, it it wouldn't have worked without Amanda. Mm -hmm. She goes, oh, well, there's just one little problem. He got the film. So before this, though, right when Amanda's pulling on his beard, Mm -hmm. he blows her a kiss. He does? Yeah. Rewind it a little. You guys saw it, right? What? No. Just just trying to be funny about his disguise? Yeah. yeah. You guys didn't see it? No. You, no. If, okay. I think I did. Do yeah. me a favor, though. Pause it for a sec. Wait, do, I want to I know, but just pause for a sec. Do me a favor, though. Listen to it when you, you know, when you can. Listen to it. You can actually hear him go like that. Uh, oh. So right there. That's funny. Oh, yeah, he, you see him? He get, he blew yeah. her a kiss. And then Emily comes up. So it's right when she pulls on it and then he yeah. blows her a kiss. And then she uh, and then Emily comes up and startles her. I would not want to kiss with that. You know, <laughs> I know, right? Weird. So well. what they did was Emily, <laughs> Emily got information to one of the top Russian agents that that um, the plans for Falcon Wing were going to be exchanged at this location and so that guy came in and so he was really a russian agent he was thinking he was going to get the plans to falcon wing when in actuality they switched the film and all he's going to get something is something it'll take a long time for the figure out but that it doesn't work it's Mm -hmm. crap plans but this way they'll stop it'll keep them from trying to steal it and by the time they figure it out it'll they'll have our the americans and the british will already have um, built it and it'll be a moot point for them. Pretty smart. Pretty yep. clever. So then they're all standing around. They're like, wow, that's great. And she said, I love Amanda's trying to fix her hair. Amanda doesn't realize they switched the plans. And they're like, she's like, oh, wow. Okay. She's like, oh, I don't believe it. It's really brilliant. I mean, all the setting up and the planning. First taking Witsit, then redoing my house. And and then she's like, my house. And Lee's like, reality sets in. And he's like, yep. I forgot to have him undo that. <laughs> I forgot to alert the crew. <laughs> they all run out, rush out. <laughs> So then we get back to Amanda's house and it's dark, it's nighttime, and they're all scuttling about trying to get everything back back in place. Honestly, I like the gray. I think the gray's pretty. I love a gray the wall. Gray is We're sitting in an right office now. that is gray right now. It's yeah. almost the same color, I think. When you yeah, say it's, it's gray is the style now. Yeah. But it's so funny because they're like, oh, gray. And it's like, yeah. oh, I love gray. Me too. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to love Jamie. He's like... <laughs> It's such a boy thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, we had clams. <laughs> and then I threw up. <laughs> and she's like, oh, like, mm-hmm. stop saying that. 
He goes, the walls are, and Daddy's like, gray. And Emily's like, oh, we thought it would be rather an interesting change. Did you see the little boombox they carried in there? Yeah. Remember those? <laughs> oh, my God. Box. So 80s. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and then Amanda goes, it's not even dry, Mother. Okay, well, then why do you have the paintings up and the sconces up? <laughs> if the paint, if the wall's not even dry yet, why are you putting everything up? Mm-hmm. See, she could have saved herself a whole bunch of work if they had just thought of that before she, uh... Yep. Right. <laughs> so, okay, my question. So, with how comfortable Dottie is with Emily being there, do you think it was just thought that the summer before the summer before when she took her on the tour and everything mm-hmm, that, that she, she probably at that yeah. point yeah okay I, that's okay. that's what we're left to assume gotcha yeah okay now amanda then emily takes the boys and daddy uh to go talk about the trip right. so that she can deal with anything else that she needs to brilliant mm-hmm. and amanda runs to the back door through the back door and then catches lee as he's rushing out with the lenin painting and she's like go 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 he goes he turns around she goes it's just me go 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 and and he's like looks at her and stops and then he gives her a big wink so between the kiss the blown kiss and the wink i mean he's flirting quite a bit there yeah don't you think cute it's super cute I mean, he did ask her out on a date. You're right. And he did, you know, get dumped by Margot. Maybe she's like uh, the rebound. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I do like this episode. I like Emily in there. I think she adds a bit of uh, whimsy to it, to the episode. It's very sweet and gives somebody for Amanda to talk to that knows her personally and also professionally and isn't like judgmental like sometimes Francine can be. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice that she has that female person on her side kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's different when Emily is there as opposed to Francine. It's like, a, it's, you know what I mean? Like she has another. It's more relaxed. Around, but yeah, it's much more relaxed and she's, she's a different person. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fun episode. I like that one. I agree. It's time for Dottie's Bookshelf, where we'll give you recommendations for fan fiction that deals with the episode in question. And for this week's Three Faces of Emily, we have uh, the first recommendation is called Blowing Kisses, which we just talked about, where Lee blows a kiss uh, at Amanda when they're in the liquor store. And it's near the end of the episode. And uh, Lee and Emily apprehend Whitsit. Amanda is grossed out by Lee's beard and he blows her a kiss. What might she have thought of that? And that's what this story is about. So Blowing Kisses is by Jenny Joy 72 it is a little under 2,000 words, and it was written in August of 2014. And the second recommendation is by Amber Stockton, and it is uh, part of Tiff's Tagalogs. In this story, Lee isn't in as big of a rush to leave and stuck around for a bit uh, to do a bit of a brief debrief with Amanda. And this just goes into what they talked about. And again, this is a tag extension from the episode. Both of these stories can be found on our website in the show notes at mkcpodcast.com. You can also find uh, the first one on fanfiction.net and the second one on Amber Stockton's uh, page as well. Okay, so it's already the camera's turn to bring you some videos from the video vault for this great episode. The Three Faces of Emily. It's one of my favorites. I love. I love all the characters and the faces. However, Ernie picks some videos that centered around Amanda, of course. It's clear from this episode that 
she no longer lives in an ordinary world. She now, she now lives in all of this excitement, people coming to her neighborhood, changing her dining room out. She just wanted to get some painting done for Pete's sake, something I can relate to. And I think she actually likes it. So the song is No Ordinary World by John Farnham, and the video is put together by Love SNK. She really, it's been ongoing, but she really doesn't live in an ordinary world. And I think she likes her new world, and at this point in the series, she would say, Anything but ordinary, please. TJSNK LBR found the perfect song for Amanda in this respect with Anything But Ordinary by Abra Levine. And as I the love song that. says, sometimes I get so weird I even freak myself out. And I think that <laughs> describes Amanda perfectly, even though she uses that to do so much good. So I think it's a great video and a great song. Good job, Taya. Thank you. Favorite video. You know, yes. it's one of my favorites too. It's very good. Yeah. So yeah, the theme for the videos this week is anything but ordinary uh, world and Amanda. These videos can be found on YouTube, of course, and we've provided the links on our website in the show notes at nkcpodcast.com. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on the three faces of Emily and will join us next time when we set sail for Ship of Spies. You can join in on the discussion on our private Facebook group at MKC Podcast. Just answer the two questions and we'll get you added right away. And there's lots of just fun discussions, trivia questions, fun screen captures, and all sorts of fun. So we hope you can join us there. Otherwise, you can join us on our Facebook page or on Twitter at MKC Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.